We could greatness brought it again for the fifth year. How is it possible it keeps getting better even after all these years? Kind of makes you wonder what Foot Locker is up to. You know, that's an unfortunate mindset you got there. Tom Brady. Just because something's great year after year doesn't mean anything's going on. Why can't some things just be great? Just a question. It starts with questions, and then questions turn into assumptions, and then assumptions turn into vacations. So why would you punish the week of greatness for something that never even happened? I lost my appetite. All right, we are back. The Malcolm Go Podcast, November 16th, 2016. That was Tom Brady's greatest acting work in his new Foot Locker commercial. With me today is Vince drinking a dram of my finest Dewar's white label. Uh, that's an aged white label, though. That's not your average run-of-the-mill white label. It's been in label. there a while. It's been in there a while. Uh, so I, w- I figured we'd get into this. I'm not a happy camper this week. Uh, I- I'm calling this the disaster at Gillette. <laughs> disaster. I the ironic loss to the Seattle Seahawks at the goal line by the hands of I don't know what I'm guessing a play call or just a ton of mistakes. Just God's ironic move for the Patriots to lose at the goal line against Seattle. But at least it wasn't a game that really mattered. An NFC game, midseason, coming off a bye, but. I mean, it still hurt. was not a fun experience to watch. The twel- there was 12s that were there. They were the worst. They- there was a 12 flag. I saw a couple of them get ripped down. But, uh, of course, they were courteous. Of course, very, very courteous. Courteous fans, I'll tell you right now. The, 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 the nicest fans in, in all the world with the greenest hair and the flags that they wear like capes. Um, there's no shame in losing to Seattle. It's just the way they lost that was concerning for me. They were outplayed and outcoached at home after a bye versus a team that was on a short week coming across the country. It was a, you know, a team that just wanted it more. And like I said last week, it was a revenge factor. Don't you think, Vince? I don't think it's a revenge factor as much. And I know the, st- the statistics don't back this up, but... A team like Seattle, I don't buy too much into them flying across the country. Maybe the yeah. short week a little bit, but I mean, come on. No, they're, I don't they're think a great either. team. Yeah, I think they have very similar mindset that the Patriots have is where they they play the best when their backs were up against the wall. So Seattle was I don't know, they came over here, they came ready to play. It was obvious the Patriots did not come ready to play. I mean Seattle out out coached, out schemed the Patriots. I mean they basically to me, it didn't look like they were running a Seattle offense anymore. They were running a spread attack like a Patriots offense. And the Patriots defense looked like they were confused and didn't know how to defend it. Um, yeah, our d- it was concerning to watch the D, but keep in mind, it wasn't a good game. We were in it the whole time. I know. I, Chance I still, to win it. I still thought we were going to win it. Though. I thought we were going to see something great. You're I right. thought we were going to overtime. I thought we were going to win it overtime. Off- I mean, we will say that that is, I mean, without a doubt, the best defense in the NFL they faced. And they put up 400 yards, 24 points, could have been more points, should have been 31 at a minimum, could have been 34, 38, had uh, the mistakes not piled up on the Patriots. Uh the defense, invisible again, and man in zone. I mean, the secondary is just is, was not on the same page whatsoever throughout this game. Um, they were being beat by uh, the worst 
was being beat by the running back coming out of the backfield by C.J. Proceis, a guy that I don't know if he's had more than 10 carries this season. I don't like watching a Notre Dame running back. No. You're wearing a Notre Dame shirt right now. I mean, I know. Jonas Gray. Notre it's a nice Dame. shirt. It's a nice shirt, but I'm not a yeah, not a huge Irish fan. No. Um. Yeah. It's 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 concerning that they were beaten, you know, pretty handily by a scheme attack that looked like the Patriots' offense. Um. They were running. It it looked like 2003 era Patriots, where you got really nobodies. Doug Baldwin is a good route runner, but he's not going to make. He's not Randy Moss, right? He's not. He's not even like Julian Edelman quick. He's just, he runs the routes that he's supposed to run and somehow just gets open. I mean, he uses things, as we saw in the Super Bowl, he'll use the ref as a pick. He's a smart player. I like that, Mo. Yeah. He, he's a smart player. He just, um, I don't know, him and Russell Wilson have that weird Brady, Dion Branch, Wes Welker, Edelman connection. They have that weird thing where it's just the chemistry that just works. And uh, he was getting open all night. Um, it seems like... Some of the defensive backs thought that they were playing zone and some man. Um, they weren't switching at all. I mean, you know, just like in every zone, you're supposed to switch off to the guy when, when he crosses your face, right? So you, Doug Baldwin's crossing your face in an example. He's uh, crossing Logan Ryan's face on the halftime, inter- uh, the halftime touchdown right before halftime, which was unbelievable. I, I mean, at yeah, home, you're letting this happen. Um uh, you have uh, Doug Baldwin running across your face. Logan Ryan has him. He comes all the way across to Patrick Chung's corner of the field, releases him. Patrick Chung's 10 yards in front of him, doesn't notice. And Doug Baldwin's just standing in the, at the goal line. Running back and, running back and forth. Yeah. Nobody I could have ran all day. On, nobody even knew he was there. I could have ran down from my seat and caught the ball. It, had it, no, no one had any idea. No, the switches weren't working. It's so uh, frustrating. I, I just... I can't get it. I mean, be more aggressive. It's, it's like the end of it's the end of the half, and it's, it's this. Okay, we just scored a touchdown. We'll let him march down the field and get a field goal. I mean, or that's what it looked like. The thought was, yeah, it's, it's like we're just going to let them do that. Even though Bill says it's uh, bend but don't break, but they were just sitting there. I mean, they had a chance to stop them, but they don't. They don't contain. They were like I said. I I don't th- think the schemes were wrong or the calls were wrong. I think they was just poorly executed from front to back. I mean, they didn't keep contain on Russell Wilson. The linebackers couldn't cover. The defensive backs were fucked up in zone and man. So nothing was working. There wasn't any bright spot in that defense aside from maybe Trey Flowers having two sacks and coming in for Jabal Sheard. Um, he was the only bright spot. In that defense, I thought all game, um, I didn't notice anybody else. I mean, and except for bad plays. I mean, yeah. I noticed Shane McClellan once again getting blown away by everyone. I mean, this—he's got to be the worst contract on the team. Yeah, and an absolute be- uh, Belichick yeah. regret. Um, C.J. Proceis is coming out of the backfield on third down, where you knew he was going to uh, be a passing threat. Shane McClellan would have him one on one. He'd run a quick right at Shane McClellan, and then do a quick out and be wide open by five yards. I mean, McClellan couldn't even compete. I mean, what is this guy doing? He can't rush the pass, or he can't compete in uh, a passing game. I don't understand where he even fits on the team, but does he do anything on, in uh, special teams? I mean, what other, op- what, what other options do we have? 
anybody. How about Barkevius Mingo? That's that's the thing. How about I? I'm waiting for the moment. All wake game. up, goddamn well, fucking. Put Andre Tippett in. I know. I'm, <laughs> it can't be that much worse. Yeah. I'm looking for the. I was expecting a moment where Mingo would come out and kill somebody, and me and you would go crazy into a. It's four. unbelievable. I mean, and it's just. Yeah, no Mingo. Like Belichick must have zero confidence that he can do the defense if he's that he can play any part of the defense. If they're playing so poorly that Shane McClellan is getting burnt, I mean they're pulling Jabal Sheard, your best player on the team, out of your best play, best pass rusher out of the game. You're pulling. I mean, Atlanta Roberts is getting beat all over the place, and Barkevius Mingo can't even sniff the field. It's um, it's like I mean, what did you trade this guy? Trade for him for? Obviously, you value what he brings. I mean, he's a good special teams player, but the guy was the sixth pick in the draft. He can rush the passer. That was what he was. I mean, every scout in the planet was saying that he was schemed incorrectly. He was he was lined up incorrectly all over the place in uh, Cleveland. You can't find a place for him. He's the exact build as Jamie Collins. <laughs> he's the exact same build. Yeah, he's not the same person though. Not the same person. He's, he's not even close to the same athlete. I don't think they're what, pretty what, close. What do you like? Their numbers are very, very similar from combine. Maybe he doesn't have the recognition skills because he was a defensive lineman, defensive end in college, rather than Jamie Collins, where he played all over the place. But the guy is—they're both six four, two twenty something, and just shredded and fast as hell. What was his forty? Fast, they're like four five. Him and Jamie Collins were lightning fast. I gotta stop listening to the radio. These guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. We talk about it on the Malcolm Go pod, and that's where you get your info. I'm bringing it to you right here on episode 16. Malcolm Go, Barkevius Mingo, get in the fucking game. I'm calling Bill Belichick tonight. I can't stand it anymore. I'm sick of it. Well, everybody else get is Linda invi- everybody else info. is invisible. So what? What's the word on? Uh... Van Noy, is he just like uh, Van Noy's just filling too, water bottles on the side? He's too new, is all it is. Van I mean, Noy, he he's was, been he was, here for three weeks. Has it been three? I thought it was two. Did they tra- they traded for him before, before they traded yeah. Colin. So yeah, so he's been here three weeks. One was a buy. Awesome, figure it out. Get in the playbook. He's probably in the playbook, but he's just not ready to com- uh, compete yet. Uh, who knows? I'm sure he's going to take Shane McClellan's spot. Jamie, off Collins, the fucking... Jamie Collins was in Cleveland for two days before he. Uh... Yeah, Jamie Collins is the best player in the team already. He's fucking ridiculous. And his... Cleveland's defensive playbook is just stop the <laughs> other guy. Run at the ball. <laughs> do your best. Instead of do your job, do your best. Um, it's just it was a it was a sad affair, and I'm sure Kyle Van Noy is going to take Shane McClellan's spot. The second they make him active, because McClellan, like I said, is probably Belichick's. I'm not gonna say it's his worst free agent signing on defense, but it rivals Adelius Thomas and Tank Williams. I can't revi- believe you're a professional football player. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't look like bar. one. This guy, I swear, he was billed as the next Mike Vrabel coming out of college. Everyone wanted him, but he went to Boise State. You can't, you can't, I, I have trouble finding any player. People get high on the blue turf. Yeah, they do. I don't understand. They're just a, I mean, well, who's that one kid, the, uh, Doug Martin? He's, he's, he went to Boise State. He's pretty good. Yeah. Everyone he else. He had I, a good I start. I don't know if there's anybody else that's ever been good from there, even though they had a great team for like a decade or so. But since then, I haven't seen anything. And, and this fucking McClellan is just killing me. Pass rush, non existent. Very frustrating. I every, mean, every single time. Send 
Send somebody. Well, they're playing. They're hit them. Okay. Pull them. Push them. Do something. Number one rule, right? Watch Bill Belichick anytime you're playing a mobile quarterback. Number one rule: contain the quarterback so you know he's going to rush three, maybe four, and just stay outside and let you know. Maybe you get home, maybe you don't, but to get there against the worst offensive line, you know, arguably the worst offensive line in the NFL, and uh, comp- lose contain is what they were doing. I mean, these guys on, were losing on contain, on not moving. Not you moving. can't lose contain on. I mean, I guess maybe that Wilson's been less mobile this year, so you look fine look. to me. Yeah, I mean, he, he was looked, he looked great. Looked great to me. He was making plays with his feet all over the place. I mean, Trey Flowers, the only person that made any plays on the edge. Jabal Sheard had to get taken out of the game. He made so many mistakes. I, I was watching Matt Chatham's breakdown in the game, and uh, I was wrong where I thought Jabal Sheard was made a mistake uh, with the, after they pulled him. Right, so he. Jabal Shears lined up defensive end. Behind him is, I think it was Hightower. I wouldn't imagine it would be, but it might have been. Looked like him in his stance from the side. And he turns back to him right before the snap, says something, says, I'm going inside. You take outside. So Jabal Sheard crashes inside. Hightower, whoever it was, doesn't go outside. He also goes inside because that was probably the play call. And they were making a switch. So whoever it was, Michael or Procise, just ran up the outside for fucking 20 yards. I don't know. I remember no, Michael one time. It was CJ Procise running all over us all day, pissing me off. Just miscommunications all over the place. Chris Long, invisible. Didn't, didn't see him once, didn't hear him once. We he's got Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. Maybe you should just wear that fucking Edelman mask out there. It's the only thing he's done all, all year that's been worthwhile. I saw him wearing the face mask. I didn't like it. It's, 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 it's killing me. He needs to be why? wearing no sleeves, nothing. That's what I want from him. Why does he get that neck thing it's on? He's a Pittsburgh guy. Come on, toughen up. Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, he's a... What, know. do you want to go to Virginia? To yeah, Virginia. but it's... Uh, I think probably grew up in Pittsburgh, no? Oakland, or L.A., wherever. Where his dad played, right? Hmm? 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 That's probably true. His dad played for the Raiders. Um, like, yeah, they couldn't contain at all. I mean, they're letting... They, on so many third downs, they let Wilson off the hook, run outside, and create on his own. He was, there was a third and nine, uh, which would have been a pivotal stop. They let him get out of contain, and he makes a fucking bullet throw to Jimmy Graham, who made a great catch, but nobody to the outside. I mean, uh, fucking Wilson could have ran for 20 yards if he wanted to. The, that's the number one rule. They're just... I guess the biggest theme of this game was there was no communication, absolute just rust. As Ty Law says, it have some fucking pride in your defense. He goes on if Ty Law's going on on uh, shows and telling you to have pride, you know you're not bringing any emotion. I mean, everybody, anybody that's been involved with the Patriots, from player to personnel, is on Twitter right now telling you that they have no emotion, no pride. Uh, I don't think Jamie Collins brought the emotion. I don't know. I think who brought it? I, I mean, think I think it goes into your theory that you need you need some more some more bad dudes in the in somebody the, that's in got some lineup. fucking fire. Yeah, some of the who some brings of the, the some of the rough, rougher guys. Malcolm Butler brings some emotion. Uh, Malcolm Butler brings emotion. Uh, Alan Branch brings emotion. Who else? I don't see anybody else uh, fucking screaming, throwing stuff. Uh, who was the, who I was thought Long would be that guy, but he's Chris just Long did, not. Does 
but he doesn't get to the quarterback enough to but do he's it. Not, but he's not do, playing well enough. He so. can't. He can't play well enough to fucking have any emotion to be excited about. There was a documentary. I can't remember. I think it had. I think it was um, the 2009 season. You know, the 50 years of the AFC or the AF. Yeah, the AFC, the AFL, whatever. And I, I don't remember who it was, but it was the it was the year in the Patriots was Bill Belichick. It was like their worst season in two decades, right? 2009. And Belichick, before the season, is doing the film review. And he's breaking it down. And, like, uh, somebody had made a sack. I think it was Roosevelt Colvin. And uh, he's going fucking nuts, right? Roosevelt is the best yeah. name, by the way. He was, he's going fucking nuts. You know, he's punching at the air, doing fucking uh, somersaults and all this shit. And he's like... That's awesome. You fucking made a huge play. Have some emotion. Yeah. Bring it. And that's nothing. You're not getting any of that this year. There's no emotion well, on this team. We just we haven't had that many plays to celebrate. I mean, we like like you said about the turnovers. We're not getting them. We're not getting Hot, this. Why? We're not get. We're not getting big sacks. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It, there's it, no it's big boring, plays in this. Boring. Team. It's boring to watch them play defense. It's. Yeah, I mean, you hope They're, they get a stop. At this point, they've not. been. Eleven guys standing there. Yeah. I don't want to be like they're. I don't want to be a, a Twitter egg who's fucking saying that they're the worst defense in the NFL because they're not. They play well enough when it counts and when it matters. They haven't played any top. And the first top tier quarterback they played was this week, and they got fucking shredded. Yeah, it does suck though because the first few weeks we're like, man, it's awesome to have a good defense yeah. again. And now it's just back. It's it's, it's back to um, 2011, yeah, 2012 yeah. Just, nightmares just brutal, of hoping brutal. Tom Brady just, fucking outscores yeah. you. Third down, knowing that it's going to be a completion for whatever twenty it is, yards right. exactly, it's, it's and it's so and it just drains. And the defensive backs are the exact same as they were last year. It's no different. The only there's who's missing from this defense that wasn't on the de- defense last year. Jamie Collins. That's it, right? Who else is gone? I mean. Maybe Jamie Collins is better than we thought he was. I don't. <laughs> I never said Jamie Collins wasn't good. No, I know you said he was very good, but Jamie Collins, Jamie Collins is his best attribute. There was two, I think, was his best best attribute was blitzing the a gap. I don't think anybody in the NFL could do that better, timing wise and fucking execution wise, and covering running backs out of the backfield. Yeah. Two things they can't do anymore. But a blitz up the a gap can change the game. I mean. That, it's not going to get that, a lot of fumbles, that will, that will but it's going to it'll it blow up the stadium with a big stop or something. Exactly, and that happened against us. Um, Blunt runs the ball into a wall, gets drilled. And then we got what's his name shaking his finger at the sidelines. It just shuts us down, and it, it it took us it took the energy out of the stadium. Stadium energy, a whole nother issue. We'll get into it afterwards, but uh, I want to talk about that too. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I was in my cups, but uh, yeah, we'll I thought two hundred four was pretty good. 204 is lit, but I mean, I, th- I think it comes down to the lack of the rush, lack of contain, poor execution, just a bad game all around. I think it was a bad game. I just, for some reason, I just don't feel like the defense was in it. The offense had fucking tons of emotion, making plays all over the field against this great defense. Deep balls for a team that doesn't give up any yeah. deep balls, and, um, you know, running on them, doing everything. It, Im, imposing their will on them, really. I mean, in any other scenario, you'd think they'd win that game by fucking two touchdowns. 400, 400 uh, yards and 24 points. Um, I want to say I was I was really fired up about how Jules played. and uh, Bennett. It, 
Bennett. Fucking like, love that, Bennett I mean, just a lot of energy, and then except for Jules uh, coughing up that ball. A fucking mistake. Another which mistake. I haven't seen the replay of, but I heard they wanted. People were talking about a challenge there, but no challenge. I, there. I, I saw I it on the big see, screen. I didn't, I didn't see the. Replay. He was standing straight up, and they punched him right up through his legs. There's no challenge there. So I mean. It was poor play rather than schemes, what I guess I'm going to say. I mean, Logan Ryan and Chung just not switching, like I said. Jabal Sheard being pulled. Uh, just mis- miscommunication between the D-line, between the um, middle, between the linebackers, the D-line, the D-line, and the fucking D-backs. Every, nobody had communication in this game. I don't know what it was, but, I mean, Hightower calls the plays. He knows the defense. He was there the whole game, played the whole time, and, uh, I mean, Nothing. Why was there so fucking blocked ears? Nobody knew what the fuck to do. I, I mean, I haven't seen enough of Seattle to know if that was their normal offense. I know it wasn't their normal offense two years ago in the Super Bowl when they were just mainly power a Marshawn Lynch power running <laughs> team. What's your favorite formation? Power I. Fucking power I. Give the spike. When you hand it to Spike, hand it here. Boom. Boom. I I just... My, my concern is that not only was it a bad game, it it just seemed like where do we go from here? Because who's coming to help? Who's coming to make it better? I don't think there's anybody. I think it just needs to be c- practiced and it needs to be communicated better. This is still a good team, a good defense. It's a fucking top. It could be a top ten defense. It's going to be a top ten scoring defense, no matter how you I look at it. I mean, it's going to be skewed because they're playing not great teams the rest of the way. They haven't played great teams the whole year or great quarterbacks. So. This is probably, you're looking at the game where they gave up the most points probably already. So 31 is going to be probably the high point they gave up this this whole year, unless somebody gets... 31. A 31, whatever. I, what did I call 13? I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, so this this was their, I think this is their worst game you're going to see them play all season because, because there's just nobody else to play. I mean, you got the Dolphins once, you got the Jets twice who can't score, you got Baltimore who's got a decent, you know, a decent enough offense. And then you got San Francisco this week, who stinks. And then you got the L.A. Rams, who oh, suck. God. It's, a, it's an it's unbelievable a, schedule. It's not a great schedule. I mean, this is a fucking schedule that you... I mean, if you're hot all the way through, you could have ran through 16-0 pretty easily. Yeah. It, it's concerning uh, that we're not going to see a good team until uh, second round of, of the playoffs, probably. Second round. Probably fucking... I mean, I, I could see a scenario where you... Walk to the AFC Championship and have no and, issues, and that's that's not a good thing. That's not what you need. I mean, that's this is the same, this is the same thing you get when you had 2011 when they lost to the Giants, right? Shitty defense, but nobody in the AFC is any good. So you end up in the uh, AFC Championship game in a battle for your life against Baltimore Ravens, and an act of God puts you into the Super yeah. Bowl, right? <laughs> so fucking, he misses that kick. You go to the Super Bowl, and you're like. All right, yeah. man, the defense sucks, but I mean, you got a puncher's chance in the Super Bowl. Anything can happen. I mean, yeah. the Col- See, I won't. I, I'm not gonna compare it to the defense is. Oh, I'm not gonna compare it to 07 because once you get to the Super Bowl, then all bets are off. I mean, you, and you know anything can happen in the Super Bowl, but going through those games, that's. I mean, those are the times that you can take a loss at home against the Jets, and it's just like you walk away. You have a whole offseason. Exactly. Want to kill yourself. Against the Jets, against the Ravens, or basically yeah. they should have lost. And before they went to the Giants uh, second time, they yeah. should have lost that game. But Lee Evans choked it, right? So you have that scenario. But was you can also was that, that wide right or wide left? What? Left. 
wide left. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Uh, terrible miss. Uh, they probably would have lost in overtime in that game because they couldn't stop anything. But that team, that defense was given up. If you remember that defense, had like a ridiculous streak of a, like a 45-yard uh, pass touchdown like six weeks in a row. It was something insane. I mean, they had like Seattle on the road, uh, Russell Wilson's rookie year. He throws a fucking bomb to win the game like with two seconds left. And then it just started spiraling where they had, like, one after the other after the other after the other. And they ended up – I mean, Tavon Wilson was the starting uh, safety that year, uh, his rookie season, and he fucking never played again because he just basically <laughs> wore out his welcome as a starting safety. He was so fucking bad and couldn't understand any of the routes, couldn't diagnose anything. And um, so I don't think it's that bad, but time will tell, I guess, what – how much this defense grows, I think they need a fucking huge bounce back week this week and to literally just impose their will on San Francisco on the road. Yeah. Then it's just back to that same old, oh, it's a tomato can. I don't care who they're playing. Patriots have a, have a problem always with playing down to opponents. They never, I mean, ever since like 2007 and then here and there, Unless they're really pissed off. Yeah, then and, and then <laughs> here or there, they blow out a team. Yeah. But fucking most of the time, they play down to opponents. Like, I thought they played down to, um, I can't even think of one. I, 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 did, I thought they played down to the Steelers this year, till the end. You know, they started finally playing well. I mean, the Steelers shouldn't against have a been. Ba- backup quarterback. Yeah, against a, a qu- backup quarterback shouldn't have been that good. I mean, I thought they played down to them. I mean, they've done it a million times in the past. I mean, Cleveland's, you can think of it. Oakland, they beat like two years ago by uh, because Vince Wilfork had an emergency. Uh, all of a sudden, catches a deflection. You know, you get a lucky on that one. They, they play down to bad teams sometimes. So I'd like to see him come out there and just fucking blow them out of the water, defensively and offensively. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, would would Jamie Collins have helped this team? Obviously, he would have. He's not coming back, but <laughs> I mean, the, the Bill, Bill didn't think so. so. Yeah, exactly, but identify a few areas where he would have helped immediately. He would have helped shut down C.J. Procise. He wouldn't have had that game he had. He would have been spying. He would have been, first of all, Jamie Collins is the Russell Wilson spy in the Super Bowl, right? So he would have been watching him the whole time uh, and then covering the the back out of the backfield. So he would have had a way easier time against Procise than Shane McClellan had. he would have looked better than Roberts in the middle of the fucking field trying to shut down that run up the gut, which was getting fucking eight yards a pop, off tackle, eight yards a pop, uh, for, a, for a guy that never plays and then a guy that's going to get cut two days later. We're fucking running all over us with that, again, the bad offensive line. Um, I mean, I just thought the adjustments in this game were just futile because I just don't think there was any, anybody on this team that was winning a one-on-one battle. Can you think of any? I mean, on defense. Um, I didn't think Butler had a bad game. No, Butler had a good game, I thought, too. Butler had a good game. I think Trey Flowers had a good game. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, but Butler was fucking the, – he was basically at the, at the uh, will of the rest of the defense because they're playing zone. I mean, in man-to-man, he's playing soft man-to-man, right? He's off the, he's off the uh, wide receiver 10 yards and some – instances um i just hated the the way that they played against those stacked receivers they just could not figure it out um 
it was so simple. I mean, they were not switching off when these guys are crossing, and guys were wide open all game. It was, you know, they'd stack three receivers, three receivers to the right, and then they'd be, they'd, I don't know what they do. They'd supposed to be in zone, but then they'd think it seemed like one of them thought they were in man, and the other two thought they were in zone, and then fucking Baldwin or whoever it was would just run right in front of where the linebacker should be and be wide open for twenty yards. There was no, uh, there was just no communication. I think that's all that stuff can be taught, and I just think it was a bad game coming out of a bye against a team that. Just wanted it more. Um, it, it, they're a hard offense to go against. It, 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 it's it's tough when we're. Um, I think they're they're definitely trying to figure out some things since they got rid of. Um, I mean Collins and um, yeah Chandler Jones and it, it's just like it, those are two big players to try to like work without. I mean th- they were playmakers and that's what it was like game changers that could make one play that could change End the game. game. And now who do we have that going to make that, that play? Yeah. There's and nobody with that Hightower can make those plays sometimes. Hightower like, and Ninkovich. Those are the yeah. guys with the clutch gene, right? Yeah. Ninkovich has shown he can do it. Hightower has shown he can do it. Butler's obviously shown he could do it. But uh, who else is going to make a game changing turnover? Because it's embarrassing to watch this team. Uh, lose turnover battles weekly and, ha- and still we have to start coming down with balls that 50 like, 50 balls yeah yeah well i mean we'll there'll be a play where we'll be like well that was a nice breakup but we should have had a pick there or something like that right we need we need to up our turnover we need to get the ball more we need to we need this to is, stop this is turnover. the defense that thrived on turnovers the whole their whole Belichick, Belichick's whole career in new england has been Opportunity, opportunistic to take turnovers and win the turnover battle. Don't turn the ball over and take the ball away. How many picks or how many how many turnovers did we have this well, year? I'm gonna tell you right now. So let's start let's start back in 2009. They uh, this was again their worst season that I uh, since Belichick took over as coach. Uh, they were number nine in the in the league with a plus six differential. Right, they had 28 takeaways. Year after that. They get a they the number number one turnover team right. They have thirty eight takeaways, a plus twenty eight differential, which is ridiculous, right? That is almost double the second place team, Pittsburgh Steelers. Two, still don't win the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter, right? Two thousand eleven, they're number three, plus seventeen, another thirty four takeaways. Two thousand twelve, number one again. 25 turnover differential, 41 takeaways. 2013, what else? Where are they? 2013, this is the great Seahawks. Uh, I don't know, maybe they're number eight, plus nine, not great. Under 30 that year, 29. 2014, Super Bowl season. Number two, plus 12, only 25 takeaways. So actually, not too far off, I guess. So the 2014, which was their... Probably their best defense in ten years. They only had twenty-five takeaways, but it was a plus twelve. Then they don't turn it over as much. Uh, last year, number five, only twenty-one takeaways. I would have thought there was more. And this year, so far, they've got they're ranked fucking thirteen. They have nine takeaways and eight giveaways. So they're almost fifty-fifty takeaways giveaways this season. It's with, fucking, one, with one pick, we have eight giveaways. 
We have eight. Give- yeah, exactly. So you got seven fumbles this year. That's. Uh, it's it's it's. I I just can't. I don't know the fumbling. It's it's uncharacteristic mistakes by this team that you never expected them to do. Yeah. Right. So you they were always the team that was the most well disciplined. Um, I had a list here of what the fucking problems were. So I mean, there was so many issues. I I, I mean there was a uh, miscues in the defense of um, doing their jobs, basically. Uh, Cyrus Jones just can't be trusted anymore. I honestly can't remember him taking the ball out of the end zone that it hasn't been a complete clusterfuck. I want to get into that. Also, so my two big polls this year have been my source telling saying that Cyrus Jones is a loser, yeah. shouldn't be in the league, and... Um, I also said that we were going to give up a pick against Seattle. Hashtag and sources. That um, wasn't a source. That was just. No, I know. That was just so great football said, knowledge from never stepping foot <laughs> on the gridiron. So he said Cyrus Jones is just a clusterfuck. He, either trying to kneel on the one yard line or literally fumbling every single time he he, he gets out of there. He made a he made a good run back this this uh, this week. Ran it back fifty yards. Immediately fumbles. Somebody gets on him. Fumbles. If Nate Ebner didn't play rugby. The ball would have been turned over again. I um, I leaned over to you right before that play, and I said, "Cyrus Jones turns it around right here," because I was obviously intoxicated. Yeah. I tapped you. I said, "Cyrus Jones makes a play here. He breaks it. What would he get to? Like the fifty? I think he got to f- about the fifty or their forty, and then yeah. coughs it up. Somebody fucking jumps on him, but." Don't worry, you don't run back kicks your entire career, so nobody's coming from behind. Fucking wake up. Over under on how many words Bill has uttered to I Cyrus Jones in the last um, month. I'm guessing three. I, I bet know. he doesn't even. I don't. I don't even think he acknowledges him. Anymore. I don't think he's going to be active for another few games. I don't think so. I can't imagine. There's nothing he can do well right now at this point. He was He's making, all in his head. He was making big plays in practice. I mean, I don't practice care about player practice. of the week. Nobody does. We're talking about, we talk practice. about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. I, Other uh, uncharacteristic issues in this game. The Brady long interception. Zero pass rush. He's sitting back there for fucking what seemed like eight seconds. Well, I talked to Tom about that play. Or yeah, by, talked, by talk to Tom, I listened to him give his uh, Monday morning interview. Right. Uh, with WEI, and uh, he said, you know, I just, uh, that, was my, that was on me. I just didn't get all of it. He, he didn't. He didn't. He threw it short. It Everyone saw it. I mean, there was nobody else to throw to. Players fuck, players fuck up, too. Yeah, so there was another Brady's sneak fumble at the end of the game. Another uncharacteristic mistake by the, by the god. Yeah, he by also copped that. And you know what I also love that um, end of the game? He, he said, yeah, as players, we don't like to see those plays called. You know, we ran the play. It didn't work out. Uh, it's better that there was no flag called. That's, I mean. That's a winner. That's a winner. He's just great. Um, Not in this case. In no. this case, he lost. But Again, Offsides penalties. False starts at home. Unacceptable. Oh. Kill you, right? You're driving and fucking Gronk, which I feel like has been third or fourth offs- uh, false start he's had this season. Yeah. Did you see Bill take a five on that one? No, he's sitting in his spot on the sidelines, and uh, he did the he, he did the he took he his ha- headphones he, down, headphones off, and just he took a five, not a five, but he took just, a couple seconds took, to himself. Took a few, took a few steps. Wonder what the fuck was going he on? He was not happy with that. Again, the Edelman fumble, absolute backbreaker. There, there. What was it? A tie game at that point, and 
tie game at that point. Uh, you know, early fourth quarter, driving. I mean, they had the big uh, run back Cyrus Jones recovered their own fumble, saved themselves a little bit. Edelman gives it right back. Uh, absolute killer. So there was just so many uncharacteristic mistakes that a Patriots team never makes that they are making this season. I don't know why they're not opportunistic enough to get these turnovers anymore and that why they're fumbling at such a ridiculous rate. I want, I know, Vince, I see in your eye you want to talk about deflated footballs. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not going to bring it to this forum. Not going to allow it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about deflated footballs. I, I do want to talk about uh, Jules. It seems that he's coughed up um, Jules. How many? Is that three? I don't know. I he's, can't, he's, I've lost count. He he shows flashes of him coming back. He didn't have a strong. He didn't have a quick start, but it he was normal. Brady he, wasn't playing. Yeah, Brady but looks now he, more than. But any, now he's coughed up. I think three. Yeah, and it's just unlike him. I don't. He's know. fumbled a lot out of bounds. I would say. He's I like, think he needs to get, stick him. Switch up those red gloves. That he's been using the same pair too long or something. I don't, I don't know. know. He used to be so sure-handed. I mean, he would hold the ball, and it's just it's a very. Uh, weird thing that's happening with this team this year so his focus is elsewhere he's trying to create uh this literally the same exact brands in everything <laughs> as tom brady he's trying to bang the same like level of supermodel have the same type of shoe have the same i mean he's logos with Uggs. yeah i mean his it, it he's got it the, is like he's got the he's got the endorsement of uh what are the other ones the emus they're like yeah. the fucking knockoff Uggs, no no he's emus. with he's he's with uggs now I saw him in the commercial, but he doesn't have an endorsement by it. He's just he was just his last. I thought really? I thought Ugg signed him. No, no way he got he's signed. He's not no, he's not rocking another slipper company and then being in a no, he's, Uggs he's, commercial he with Tom. He doesn't really have a slipper uh, deal. I think he's just fucking in the commercial to help Tom like be a, be uh make fun of him, their relationship. You know what I mean? Like they're not that's not a real thing. I don't know. I'm gonna fact check you on that, Hillary. Fact check. Um because I th- but I mean it's I don't know. Well, another thing I want to Tom's doing a lot of commercials. What is going on with that? He had four weeks off. What was he going to do? But, I mean, this is not, like, Tom's been around a while. How many commercials have you seen him in in the last 15 years? 15, maybe. (laughs) I mean, uh, charity commercials, maybe. Yeah, just charity, but he he does everywhere. He does UGG commercials that aren't, I mean, like, but they're never on TV, right? So there's UGG commercials, and then there's, like, uh, he has billboards. Where Billboard, right. So he does ads. His glorious face. Uh, all right, let's get off the fucking defense. I'm done with the defense, right? Let's, yeah, let's move on to the offense. Let's, let's talk. Let's, let's talk about enough, good things. Enough fucking, enough, enough uh, doom and gloom. I'm running out of scotch. I want to pick up the Pick up the here. pace. Let the boys play. Let them play. My favorite sound. We got to play it just to get. Let them play. Let the boys play. That's right. Denzel. Um, so anyway, I was thinking that. The offense, right? They played probably their one of their better games. Uh, it wasn't everywhere. It wasn't perfect, but they played their system. They ran the ball. They passed the ball. They did what they had to do. I was shocked, honestly, by the lack of utilization of James White in this game. They won the Super Bowl on the on the backs of Shane Vereen and Julian Edelman crossers, right? So they ran two-yard routes and broke a tackle. They didn't even think about doing that, really, right? So they had James White. What did he have, like three catches, short catches? And they weren't even out in the flat. Most of them were behind the line of scrimmage dump-offs, and he was running, you know, for his life. Uh, 
I was shocking to me that they didn't utilize that more. Maybe Seattle was more prepared for it this time, but it seems to me they were taking a lot more deep shots down the field. Maybe they saw something in the defense, which obviously they hit a few. Ed, he did hit Edelman a few times deep uh, that were great throws. He had that la- long pass to Gronk at the end of the game after he fucking broke his whatever he broke, his fucking uh, punctured, lung. punctured lung, allegedly. Um Alleged punctured lung. He's going to be out for a while. You know it already. We don't need him. You we're, playing, we're playing San Francisco and the Jets in the next two weeks. I just, like, why? Like, why mess with it? I don't think he really, he didn't puncture his lung. Because how do you puncture a lung without breaking your ribs? Can you do that? Unless you're stabbed? Yeah, you can do it. You sure? Yeah. You were a nurse in the military. You don't know? Yeah, you could do it. Was it a bayonet? A bayonet I mean, the, rib, the, the ribs can... Surprised how much you? those bad boys can bend. Yeah. I, I wouldn't because I'm not athletic enough to have to ever had any injury like that happen to me. Oh, if I got hit that hard. I no. can't even imagine. That was a big time hit. And I'll respect Earl Thomas for aiming directly at Gronk's chest. Not that it's hard because I think Earl Thomas is about 5'9". Gronk's 7'7". That is so. impressive to go go <laughs> go at that, that guy's solar plex. Like. And it's still fucking like he just like <laughs> fell on his butt like Frankenstein like would or like Ivan Drago does. Uh, when he's like hit by Rocky, just falls on his ass. Um, but again, I Marty had his best game of the season, even though he didn't get in the end zone. He was sneaking through that zone like n- nobody even knew who he was. The six foot seven tight end monster is just sneaking through. Like I said, he was gonna have you heard it here first on the Malcolm Go yeah, podcast. He, p- he put up. That was good numbers. I was telling all the fantasy boys out there to fucking put uh, Marty Bennett on your team this week because he was going to light it up. Yeah. What do you have? Eleven catches, a hundred yards. Yeah. Fucking breaking tackles, beasting. I went fan. I I took him in FanDuel and uh, I still lost terribly because I'm on a cold streak. Like you wouldn't. I was interested in your FanDuel. uh, I suck at it, right? And you told me you do that five double up. Tell me your strategy here on your on your FanDuel because I fucking I stink and I can't. I don't think I've ever. I just donate money. Donate. Donate. My my money stra- will be a charity. My strategy on FanDuel is to play the little contest. You know, low risk, low reward. Play a team that's going to get safe picks, high ownership. Who cares? Just get the. 120, 115 points. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but you could just play those $5 games that just double up, double up, double up, double up. How many are you playing? You're not going to win. What did your friend win? Uh, like 20 grand. Ugh. Yeah, I gave up on that because you literally have to pick CJ Procise to go off yeah. against the New England Patriots. You have to have low ownership players that are blowing up and you have to hit them all. It's crazy. So I just messed. So. Yeah, I got bored with doing that. I built like a nice bankroll. Built a bankroll up going, $5 going games. $5 games. I had a I put $100 in. I got up to like 250 just 250. doing $5 games. Maybe we'll be at 250 now, by midnight. Now, now I'm back to 150 because I've started taking long shots because uh I'm really not sure I'm cut out for life in the workforce and I just want to win a bunch of money so I don't have yeah. to work and I can just watch the Patriots. Well, yeah, fucking throw a hail mary once in a while, see what happens. Yeah, I, I threw too many. I threw too many, too many Jay Cutlers. I've really just decided that I'm going to get a bet against BC every week. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so last week was the hot bet. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bet for BC every week. They got a strike eventually. No, they'll never hit. They'll never hit. The, some somebody hates FSU in Vegas because <laughs> the Florida State's at home in a night game last Friday, 
And they had, the first half line was Boston College. Uh, so it was minus seven Florida State. So they or no, sorry, minus six for Florida State. So all they had to do was score a touchdown against Boston College in the first half and be up by a touchdown. It was like. Tw- 35 to nothing at the end of the first half. Or they covered the entire cover. I forget what it was, like 28. They covered the whole thing in the first half. Fucking joke. And this week they're playing my Syracuse Orange, who have the quarterback. They're down to their second quarterback, like third wide receivers. They got nobody, and they're only 21-point favorites. Are they playing in the Dome? They're playing in the Dome, which means Florida State's going to run real fast because those muckrabbit guys down there, they like to fucking run. I want to go to the Dome again. Last you know, time nobody wants to la- go to the Dome. Last time I was at the Dome, didn't work out well no. for me. Well, they're redoing it in the next few years. You got me too, too intoxicated, and I couldn't stick out the whole game. They're doing, it, uh, they're doing it over, but right now they're having all the protests up there. All the, st- all the baby boys are coming out for their desitin. Mm. Get their desitin on their, hi- desitin on their heinies. <laughs> I saw them all yelling today uh, about Donald Trump. They were changing the world. Six months ago, they were getting fingered at their prom. Now they're, uh, now they're world beaters, changing the world. Um, anyway, back to football. Um, Brady was good. And that's talking politics. Yeah, and we don't talk politics on the show. I was, I was admonished on Reddit last week because somebody listened to our podcast and heard the name Donald Trump. And he was like, well, I didn't think we spoke politics on this forum. If I wanted to listen to morons, I'd go to... R slash I would go to Fox News. No, it's R slash the Drumpf. I, was, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Some John Oliver fucking follower that I have to listen to on Reddit. I was just trying to listen to my Patriots podcast. I don't even think we talked much politics. Dom was probably here. Talking well, Dom's been rejected. He's been removed from the podcast. He's too alt-right for us right now. Uh, he's... He's way out there right now. <laughs> yeah. He's so alt-right. I yeah. For all it. of our listeners, if you are following Dom on social media, please unfollow <laughs> him because Mute. he that is not a representation of how we feel here at Malcolm. He's a, no, he's he's been he's been admonished. He's uh he's been banished from the Malcolm Go podcast. I've gotten listenership through the roof now, but they were they were I was getting email after email saying this kid can't be on there. I've seen him on Instagram. He's putting up racist posts, and I said, I don't think that's correct. He's not racist. Then I looked at his Instagram posts, and I was like, I know what he, I don't think he, you can't put that, you can't put certain stuff up. Well, especially when you're unemployed and maybe you're looking uh, to get back into the workforce. You don't want to start throwing up uh, special uh, photos. I I mean. Certain photos that maybe uh, don't don't, uh, blend well with, uh, you know, the financial world or yeah. the radio world or any world. Or any, any world other, uh, so other than sir, uh, Hitler's vision. Uh, yeah, unless <laughs> you were circa 1850. Yes, exactly. I mean, there's been some concerns. Um, I'm you know, going through a background investigation myself <laughs> right now. I'm trying to get onto a police oh, force. Oh, concerns. And uh, just being on this Possible thing. white supremacist in the so, building. So, yeah. If, I don't, if I'm not able to get a job, I'll hold Dom personally responsible. Yeah, and I don't think anybody would feel bad for you. I mean, I had to ask him to remove. I just need to blame any somebody. Pic- he's my he's my son's godfather. I had to ask him to remove any photos on off his Instagram. <laughs> Sunny boy can't be. I don't want him. I, the boy's got a good haircut. In I don't league, want him, Sunny boy got, can't be in league. Look at him. He's as Aryan as can be. He's an Italian Aryan. He's got pale white skin, bright blue eyes. Sonny's Sonny's bringing it right now. He's a he, he's gonna be picking up. He's wearing his basketball jammies and his little belly sticking out. None of his clothes fit him anymore. He's doing well at the playground, though. Yeah, bitches love him. Um, <sighs> back to football again. Brady was good. Seattle's own. He was. He, he was. He was. 
you know, he was prepared for it for two weeks. I mean, he didn't see anything special. Uh, they, again, they barely go to Sherman. I mean, I don't know why they're so afraid of this fucking guy. He can't go sideline to sideline. He's mean, a fucking. He hasn't been. I don't think Sherman's been the same since um, what's his name left. Uh, Browner. Names. Yeah. Since he's good, Browner but left, only. No, no, he's good, but he's he, not like a shut down the side of the field like Dion. They is. say that, but I don't understand. No, that's not he, true. Every single time I see him, the only interceptions he's making is on uh, on uh, fly routes. I don't see him covering fucking digs and all that shit. I mean, you cross him, I think he can be beat. I mean, don't run straight. That's it. Don't run straight against Richard Sherman. He's 6'4". Okay. Don't, you're not going to throw over him. Um, anyway, so um, goal line, def- the goal line stand. Might as well talk about it. Uh, I understand the thinking, running down the clock. The Brady fumble hurt, uh, but, I mean, it wasn't killing them. Uh, I watched the film. Garrett Blunt missed a wide open hole trying to fucking, you know, basically the, it was the exact same play they ran in the first quarter to score a touchdown uh, right in between Solder and Thune, or Thune. I don't even know how to say his name. Thune. I say Thune. Thune. Some people Thune. say Thune. You say Thune? I say Thune. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he missed the hole. It was wide open. He tried to Bo Jackson it and go right over the yeah. top. Didn't work out. It, which you uh, love it because it gets the, it gets the boys going. It was just indicative of how the the day was. I it mean, was. I'm, You're right. I refuse to. I'm. I will not say anything right now. I'm not comfortable saying anything bad about Legarrette mm. Blunt. No, he he's has killing been, it. I I like his attitude. I like the way. I mean, he's been playing awesome. His he's swagger happy. is 100. He's bringing it. I love LG. Love LG. I love Bennett. I don't care. I mean, I do care, but how this season ends, I will be very sad if Bennett goes. You can't. I don't know if it's going to be a bad. You're talking about a team now that has seventy million in cap space next year. Seventy million. That's second only behind the Cleveland Browns. And who do they have to lock up at this point? Moneyball. It's they have no. All they have to lock up now is Bennett and Hightower. Fuck else. Malcolm Butler, who's still got another year on his contract. Bennett looks so. I mean, does look good. Not only is he Add a look good, another playmaker. He is, he is buying in to Patriots culture. The Patriots culture. I mean, he buy just, a couple of his books, and we'll fucking hey AJ oh, on Saturday. Dude, he's very active in the community. I'm going to one of. I'm gonna meet this guy. I want. I'm getting a face to face with. Mark Get him on the podcast. Man. He's at. He's at. Um, I'm gonna text him tonight. He's getting donuts down the street all the time. Kane's donuts loves it. I mean, we'll who call him? I'll text him later. We'll go out for yogurt, and I'll bring him over. We'll do a podcast. Yeah, um, I'm not totally unsure. We can't become best friends, and then try to yeah. get in there, and then he's maybe like a, get Tom Brady. He's to a shake black him. guy that I feel like, if it wasn't for his imposing size, I feel like we could be bros. Yeah, I mean, and him, his daughter, we, like his, a, that, his that daughter goes, and my son are about the same age. Yeah. Like they could hang. That goes back to we'd have to. S- Scrub everything, Dominic. He's already had to do with the podcast. He's already scrubbed. Want him off the podcast. We're not going to talk about him anymore. He's done. He's got a clean slate here on the Malcolm Go. He'll be back. He'll be no, back. let him play. Let the boys play. So anyway, uh, the whole series, the goal line seemed rushed to me. Throwing to Gronk, I don't think it was a bad play call, but I didn't. I mean, if he just fucking took a helmet to his fucking thorax, whatever the fuck his chest is called. Um, why risk it? Just run the... B- I hate that I'm saying this right now. No. But I, you should have ran yeah. the ball on the goal line. See, no. I hate that I have to say that right now. I disagree, because 
If we run it and it does go on in, fourth, uh, on and then we're down. like, throw that play on second down. Oh, what it the, the and I was so sure it was going to happen. Sitting in my seat, well, so I was like Tom Brady throwing a play, completing a pass to like go to go to overtime. I'm just how I thought we were going to see a great. We were 100. percent We were 110 percent sure we were we had we had an overtime win coming yeah. after he caught that ball on the goal line. And it's, it's the same way I I feel during uh, every Patriots loss I've been to at Gillette, and it's just like. I've only been in tight game, tight losses at Gillette, and it's the only time you've ever been tight, Vince. <laughs> um, I sit there in my seat and I go, "Something's gonna happen because we're not losing this game." Like I, I'm, I'm like halfway in the parking lot and I still don't think we lost. It's yeah, it, it did hurt. We did yeah. sit there and wait for a couple seconds, like maybe he is gonna throw that flag yeah, after an yeah. hour. And then, but whatever, you lose to a good team. But let's not pretend like. It was the easiest game to win. I mean, Seattle made mental mis- didn't make mental mistakes, but they made they had unforced errors where Patriots could have easily been down two touchdowns or three touchdowns. I mean, Russell Wilson made a couple overthrows mm-hmm. on third down, down by in the red zone or oh, the red area. The, yeah, there was, like there was he made a couple. Few, o- really, he had a couple really overthrows that uh, that killed them, and they could have kept going. Uh, fucking Pete Carroll going for two. That was very stupid. I, was, I I could not believe he did that. It was it, it was still didn't doesn't he didn't make believe sense in his de- they that won. was a direct that's a I want, a hot fire take is that he didn't think that his defense could stop Patriots. I which I don't know what he was thinking. Th- that th- was they couldn't that was really were on the goal line. So that's the hot fire take right now that he that he couldn't stop the uh, they couldn't stop Tom Brady, which they couldn't. So they're going to go and try and go up by nine rather than be up by eight, and you know. Try and risk it. So they're going to try to go up two scores with whatever nine minutes left. Or are we less. are we ready to talk about this fucking? Let's go. This Let's fucking guy, scumbags this, this, of the this, week. This fucking guy talking shit about Patriots fans. Go ahead. I'll go. You go first. Only we talk shit about Patriots. That's fans. right. You don't. Only I come on the Malcolm Grove co- podcast and say two hundred four wasn't wasn't bringing it. I don't need Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, truther, nine eleven truther. Of all things, comes in here hates, to our house. Hates freedom. I did a couple tweet barrages at him. I don't think he blocked me, but he's definitely muted me. Oh, that that really, yeah. that really pisses me off. He's I definitely not like. Me. First of all, Patriots fans were not bad Sunday night. That, no, I, they're never in prime time. They're never bad. They're quiet, and I'm sick of fucking everyone. Thornton's doing it. Everybody's fucking getting on everybody's case. Listen, they weren't bad. The red seats are always terrible. If you get fucking club sections in any football stadium. They're going to suck, all right? They're going to be all financial fucking Goldman Sachs employees. <laughs> Oakland is uh, Oakland there are no no red seats. There's no so. club seats cuz the fucking stadium was built in ni- 1960 and it's been nothing but animals coming in from the projects since then with fucking spikes on their shoulders, right? So, in New England to pay for the stadium they had these club seats. So now you got giant uh, you know, big big bank owned clubs and big boxes and yeah, they go to see a football game and have fun with their friends. They don't care about the team. I care about the team. Section 204 cared about the team. We were fucking lit. 204 was, very, 204 was, was fucking lit. very happy with 204. 204 was lit. There was, we, a, there was we, a, a female 12 in our section being berated, and I yeah, loved it. Yeah. And I, she didn't say a word, and I felt bad for her because she wasn't, you know, she was like, you know, she was a 12, like, yeah. uh, she was a 12, like, you know, uh, 
a, like a puppy would be a twelve. I don't know, like like you would dress up your puppy. Nobody did well, anything disrespectful or no, anything like that. But they were bright. We were hammering. People were hammer, doing a little bit of hammering, yeah. and then she got the last laugh at the end. Yeah. But she didn't care anyway. But I, she, I don't think still, she, she didn't even know who was she, playing. She didn't know what sport it was. She just had the hat on. It was neon. Know, watching, Thought it was cute. Watching the Seattle fans walk out of the parking lot was it was hilarious. They're like. Yeah, just no. Woo. Yeah, we'll go. See, we're telling your flight more. I don't yeah. even know their stupid accent. It's half Canadian, yeah, it's, half it's, it's California. Weird country. It's weird. Canadian. We had a couple run in with the 12s where they came over and asked about our flag. So, uh, what did flag mean? Yeah, it's just a flag. Your, your hatred for the 12s is it. unbelievable. This this chipper guy with Why? Like come this, over to me. Like, I can't even try to replicate this accent. It is, it is, it weird. is, it is Canadian. Vancouver. It's Canadian. But it's Canadian. even more annoying somehow. This is weird. It's a such and a weird. This Go guy, on my snow machine. This guy walked over to, you know, mingle with the locals, and you it was just, dark out. I was already yeah. fucking ready to. I was. I was seeing blood in my eyes. Basically, you were just like, it's a "Flag, get, dude, get out of here, <laughs> leave. I hate you." <laughs> the only thing that saved him was that he wasn't wearing. Uh, he wasn't wearing obnoxious clothing. He was wearing the, the gray Seahawks jersey, in which the gray, is a nicer jersey, and the gray Seahawks hat. So I was like. All right, if this guy came over here with that neon green bullshit, he was gonna get he was gonna get took, right? Yeah. He's about to get got. I felt I honestly felt Yo, a little, I felt a little that. bad for him because he was like walking over to like He asked me so he, my flag said you're it says you're in Patriots country and then it's got the Patriots logo on it. So oh, we're in Patriots country now, eh? I said is that a question or a comment? I don't that, what is that? Uh, oh. We don't we don't use that word. I right. said so uh what is um okay and I try to make friendly conversations so they go, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're from around here? Like, no, we came in the week. We did all the, you know, the historic tours and we went over we were at Fenway yesterday. Saw a basketball game. I said, "What?" Yeah. Saw a basketball game with the Celtics and then uh, you know, we went over to Fenway and did a tour. I said, "All right. I good. I'm glad for you. Beat it." I'm fucking yeah. ready to fucking stab you here. I mean, it, it just, the guy was so nice. And I don't know. I see it well, as like, I still see it as Seattle. Okay. They had a good year. They won a Super Bowl. They wanted to win two. And um, Malcolm well, he, Go okay. shut that down. Well, Pete Carroll, fuck that guy. Okay? Oh, I, I don't I like, cut you I don't like Pete Carroll. I hate to cut you off. But what he said was, because we're just running out of time here. He says, he says, you know, they weren't, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but they're not nuts. They didn't get nuts. I mean, our guys want it. Our guys want it. So I fucking, of course, went on a tweet barrage about how he's a 9-11 truther and that all, <laughs> all their fans paint their face like gr- the grown men shouldn't ever do. They should all be fucking just beaten to death. I wish I saw Seahulk. If Seahulk was at the game, he wouldn't have left. He wasn't leaving Gillette Stadium. I, he'd have been buried at the fucking 50. I would have gone in the loony bin with you. Yeah, no, he would have been on the 50. So first of all, like I said, you lose the... It's not Gillette Stadium. It's every fucking stadium, okay? Except for Seattle, which created this whole fucking thing in the last five years. It's not like they've been doing it since the Seahawks started, right? So this whole 12 fucking be loud thing hasn't has just started. Let's not pretend like it's a fucking tradition to be loud over there. They built a stadium with arches that keep the sound in, push it down. So don't fucking pretend like you're some fucking superstars, right? So then they got... Uh, you lose the blue-collar aspect because you priced everybody out of the fucking stadium. So you're paying $117 for a ticket. So to go to a game, you're paying minimum by yourself $150, right? Times eight games, 1000 bucks, right? Not a lot of people afford that. Not blue-collar guys anymore. The people that fucking die for the team. Seattle is not a blue-collar town. 
It's I don't. Not a I will say it was a blue collar town. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. For, so what I wait? I no, tweeted. You're saying it is a blue collar. No, town? I said it isn't. I said you've lost all blue collar fans yeah. in every stadium. Philadelphia, New, New, uh, New York Giants, New York Jets. There's no, there's no blue collar fans that go to a bar, get fucked up, and fist fight. There's I nobody like left. I like to think that Philly fans, in my mind, Philly fans still do that. I love Philly same. fans. Not like the '80s. Not like oh, fucking. Yeah, ni- not like murder was legal in yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, when they fucking in the threw 80s. D batteries at Michael Irvin. It's not yeah, the same. I like. I don't know. I, I like. Don't so take. Just, don't take that away from me. Philly fans and Raider fans are. No, blue I think collar. I'll say East Coast fans. Detroit fans are specifically blue collar. Northeast fans. Philadelphia, New York Giants, New York Jets, Buffalo, you know Pittsburgh, uh, and New England fans. Those are real fucking fans. Washington too. I'll keep right. Yeah. Those are the teams where it matters. Sports matter to people. Okay, that there's, there's not a lot of shit going on up here. It's freezing cold all the time. Yeah. It's miserable most of the, most of the you know sixty percent of the year. It's miserable. Uh, everyone's fucking working in a coal mine in most places. They're fucking digging ditches, right? They want to enjoy the football team. So they're fans of the fucking team. They live and die with the team. The 12s are fans of the fucking 12s, okay? They're not fans of the fucking team. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I I'm do, saying. I do agree with that. I, I, I just hate that the 12s, they, they, gotta, they think they're better than they are. They got to dress like, up. I, th- I mean, it's I've, not I, I've been outspoken about this. Is I mean... Patriot fans, it's a corporate crowd. Every, but every field is a corporate yeah, crowd. Yeah, but there are some really diehard Patriot fans, just like there's everywhere. some really diehard everywhere fans. But for fucking Pete Carroll to come out, 9-11 truther. To 9-11 come out truther, Pete Carroll, and, talk and ex-Patriots shit. coach who never coached in that stadium before because he got fired, thrown on his ass, all right? So he wanted to take a shot with fucking Salk, whatever, the guy Salk from... Uh, Seattle, who was also a Patriot hater, who was born and raised, I believe, in Boston, was a Patriots hater, does Seahawks radio out there. He wanted to fucking talk some shit, so that's what he does. So he got lit up on Twitter by at Brady Disciple, and he's pro- he's he wouldn't he's come back hiding. and defend himself. Probably, probably hiding right now. Probably scared. I mean, he's probably. I mean, I was gonna go. I was gonna go to USC next, but it wasn't. So so I sent him. A, I sent him a picture of um, the buildings going down on 9/11. He says, uh, at Seattle Seahawks. Your coach at Pete Carroll thinks this was a hoax because only the twelves could be that loud to knock down these buildings. Yeah. I got a chuckle out of myself. I, 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 you know, I just yeah. angered me. What? A, anyway, I don't know. So the, the he wasn't the I'll, only one. The one thing I'll say about Carroll is that he he's a he, he is really he's a good coach, but he he is a players coach and you I don't know, like you know what coach. you know what players coaches don't do. They're not they don't they don't win a lot of championships. Everybody likes him, but how many players? Pretty coaches, soon they get stepped on. How many players? Just like co- he did in New England, he got yeah. stepped on. Best coaches of all Terry time Glenn in any sport. Stepped on him. Terry yeah. Glenn stepped all over him. Okay, Bill Parcells had him almost under wraps, and then fucking Pete Carroll comes in and basically used. Uh, t- and Terry Glenn just used him. Didn't give a fuck what he said. Did whatever he wanted, yeah. and uh, you know, name ruined, the best- ruined Pete Carroll's career here because of it. Name best coach in every sport. Not one of them is a player coach. You got Bill Belichick, Phil Jackson. They, they're not players coaches. They're they're I don't they're, even count they're, NBA they're, coaches they're, as coaches. They're they're dictators. I don't they're count dictators. NBA coaches as coaches. I count Phil Jackson. He's a dictator. He's a is he because he did did a guy just luck into Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and no, Shaquille O'Neal or is no, that he, like where he can just stand there? 
Uh, I, I invented the triangle defense uh, offense where I give the best player the ball every time. Congratulations, uh, Phil. <laughs> he controlled. Nailed he, it. he controlled posses, which is uh, which is racist that's been now. in the, you can't that's say been that's in the racist news. Now. Um, so another scumbag of the week, Bart Scott. Classic oh, Bart Scott. What have you done, Bart? Fuck it. Let the boys play. I don't play. Let the boys play. Bart Scott. He's been talking shit ever since he was in fucking Baltimore. So he says Belichick's outsmarting himself, and the players are now noticing, so they're not going to play hard enough. They're not going to play for him anymore because Belichick's trading away talent and uh, doesn't care about young players. How many rings does Bart Scott have? I think he got the one with Baltimore, maybe. He got one with Baltimore, and he, and he had the one big moment, the can't wait moment, and that's it. Uh, now he's just fucking sit, sits at a desk for his life. Well, Tom Brady's still playing, winning. Yeah, I th- you know, burns the, his the, ass. The thing is, like, as much as I hate him as a player, I kind of liked Bart Scott because uh, I like the players that uh, transition well after their playing no, career, and uh, I kind of liked him, but he just talks too much shit. He's just too angry about getting beaten by the Patriots too many times. He's I another Ladainian Tomlinson take, type. Yeah, I can't take it anymore. Rex Ryan had a super team of Patriots haters that he brought in. From fucking all different teams, and they beat him once, and still couldn't win the Super Bowl. That was so that was Bart's that God, was the best. Suck movie. a dick, all right. Go fuck your mother, Pete Carroll. Um, anyway, so they're playing San Francisco. Brady's playing in front of his hometown crowd for the first time in his career. Place where he grew up. Excited. Uh, I don't know. You're probably not going to get Gronkowski this week. Uh, his dad's not going to let him play. I'm sure. It's fine. We got uh, we got T Rex. We got yeah. Martasaurus Rex going to come out. Light it up. Defense needs a statement this week. Fucking statement. I can't. I can't even. Uh, they have to fucking embarrass Colin Kaepernick. I want Ka- Colin Kaepernick pulled in the third quarter. Chris Long, super American, needs to have a big day. Yeah. He you needs. Know, to, he needs to bury Colin Kaepernick and lay the flag. Bill on Bill Belichick remembers what happened last year against Philadelphia. He did Belichick partly on himself with that fucking uh, poodle kick that they did with Nate Ebner, if you remember. Against Philadelphia when they were up, and fucking Philadelphia took that as a, uh, you know, as a shot and, and decided to beat the Patriots and ruin the season. Um, so you can bet that he's he's pumping that into the team this week. Tom gets to uh, go to his hometown, hometown, fucking show up. He's gonna show up. My prediction: thirty-seven, fourteen. Brady lights it up this week. What do you got? Million nothing. I'm not gonna give a direct score. It's just gonna be a blowout. Blowout. Okay, I want to play one quick game before we go here. Uh, we're going to play two truths and a lie. Okay, you pick the lie, all right? So, the Pats have only thrown one interception this season. True or false? That's true. It's true. Jamie Collins leads the defense in interceptions and is currently playing on the Browns. That's true. That's true. That's true. Now, Cyrus Jones was born with no hands, only wrist, and somehow <laughs> runs the ball out of the end zone every time anyway. Is that false or true? <laughs> I, I, I'm really not sure at this point. Yeah. Cyrus Jones has blown my mind, yeah. and I, I just don't know what to do with him anymore. All right, so that's that's the <laughs> false one. <laughs> Two truths and a false. Yeah, so, all right, now you pick the false one this time. I'm not. We won't do it one by one. All right, Goskowski has missed five kicks this season. He missed three all of last season. Number two, after nine games, the Patriots had 27 sacks last year. This year they have 30. LeGarrette Blunt is two touchdowns away from doubling his highest touchdown total in any season. That, that, that's true. <laughs> so which one do you think is false? Um, Goskowski missed more than three last year. No, incorrect. Goskowski, that is true. Goskowski has missed five kicks a season, only missed three all of last year. No extra points and, 
and uh, three field goals. He missed, missed three kicks last year. Three kicks. He's missed five, which is three field goals and two extra points. Two. <laughs> and he's been getting hammered. They've been talking about last year. I guess it was the end of last year when he missed a few kicks. Because he Blin- was money last so year. So LeGarrette Blunt has 12 touchdowns right now. He's only had his highest total ever was seven. And uh, Patriots last year had 27 sacks at this point. This year they only have 16. So, uh, anyway. Talked a little fast for me. I, I feel like I would have been 100% on this. Uh, the king in the north! The king in the north! I don't know, Vince. Why did I play that? Because I was getting bored at the end. So anyway, follow me at Brady Disciple. He's uh, still the king. That's fine. He's still the king. Follow me at Brady Disciple. Follow me at, at Malcolm Gopod. We're blowing up. I want to hear your interactions. Fucking get at me. Follow. Listen to the podcast. Email me, MalcolmGoPodcast at gmail.com. We're looking for a third mic. Uh, someone with fucking some talent because I can't keep doing this every week. I, I love Vince, and I'll talk to Vince every single week. But I need a third guy to come in here. You know, supplant Vince got school. Vince got work. Vince is trying to be a policeman. And I need, I need someone to Carabas come in here. is just... Yeah, barstool guys don't want to fucking play. They want to play ball with. I'm champions. starting to think it's strict orders from. Uh, they don't want to come at from David. Hey, you come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah, the lead at. So anyway, at Malcolm Gopod, at Brady Disciple, send me some tweets. Send me some information. We'll get you on the podcast. We'll have some fun. Um, anyway, let's go, Pats. See you next week. Go sage them. <laughs>